Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhry. I can't wait to jump into today's podcast episode. Episode number 219, we have a special guest, Doc Hurtley. So in this episode, we'll discuss with Scott, his newest book just launched on Amazon. It's called The Hit the Inbox. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on the podcast and let's dive in and find out what's the book about. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today? Doing great, Rachel. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing uh, great. Uh, super excited to have a conversation and learn a few things about the hitting inbox and email marketing. So before we do that, I'd love to know more about yourself, your background. Like, how did you come up with the book and writing about the book about hitting the inbox? Sure. So uh, quite a, a varied journey for myself. Um, I'm actually a serial entrepreneur. Um, so I started my, my first company back in September of 2004, uh, which was an IT company. And throughout that journey there, I really learned a lot of things about marketing. Um, you know, how do I grow a business from scratch into a multi six figure a year business uh, in a small rural community with mostly residential clients. And um, so I really just became an avid student of all things marketing. And one of those methods that I used was email marketing. And so I started in about uh, 2013 uh, doing some email marketing with a, a marketing automation software. And um, I, I really didn't know what I didn't know. And, uh, you know, the results that I got, you know, from the very first email blast that I sent out were pretty decent. Um, and then I just started improving and doing better things with that um, and really proved itself over time. Um, in September, probably late 2017, early 2018, I stepped away from my IT company and went into my, my second business, which is Master Plan for Success. And I've been helping um, over 300 small business owners of all different industries. So everything from attorneys to bakers to um, community organizations to, you know, you name it, I've probably worked with them, um, helping them to build marketing strategies and automation. And then a lot of them are doing some sort of email marketing as well. And so as I've worked with all of these clients, I've seen a lot of issues with people getting their emails actually getting into the inbox. Yeah. And so I started diving into that deeper. And that's kind of what prompted me to, to write the book, because as a small business owner, I didn't know these things. And like all of the business owners that I've worked with don't know them either. And so it's like, hey, we really need to get the message out about this. Yeah, that's interesting. And we've been using last five years for my company is like email marketing from like cold email marketing to mm -hmm. uh, email marketing as well. And over the last few years, like we've seen like so many changes happen because of like a Google Outlook, Microsoft, they change before like it's so much easier to hit the inbox. Right now it's a spam detector is there like a certain yeah. words and everything like it just blocks you and no actually go through like an inbox. So I'd love to know more about it, like what you do compared to what 99% of the other people don't do and can't get success from like email marketing. And what is the purpose of your book? Yeah. So you hit the nail in the head. So things are constantly changing in the world of email marketing. So Microsoft, Google, and Yahoo, those are your big three mailbox providers. Yeah. And obviously, you know, 
they they want to protect their users, right? There's a lot of spam and malicious email that's out there, and they want to help protect their users from all of these hackers and nefarious users on the internet. Um, plus, just because you know all of this email uses up their servers, they want to kind of protect their equipment and everything as well. And so they implement all of these um, algorithms to determine, you know, is this a legitimate email and where should we place it? Should we put it into the inbox? Does it need to go into junk or spam or, you know, should we not even accept it at all? And um, those things are constantly changing. But for small business owners, when you're using an email marketing platform like Keep or MailChimp or ActiveCampaign, something like that, there really are four foundational things that small business owners can do that really help get their emails going to the inbox, right? right. Um, now, of course, things are always going to change. So as I tell my clients, all marketing is testing, right? So you have to kind of test what actually works for your particular list. But that's what I cover in the book are really deep, but um, really fast paced uh, explanations of the four essential things that, that small business owners need to be aware of when they're doing their email marketing. Yeah, interesting. And what are the exact steps like you're using for like a, someone, let's say, wants to start a business called like the software as a service and they're selling and they want to go to their ideal customer. Do you mm -hmm. recommend going for like a cold email marketing, warm emailing? What is the best route and how they can set up that? Yeah, I really recommend that you're doing warm email marketing. So by warm email marketing, what I mean by that is that somebody has opted into your list. So they have uh, you know, gone to your website and they've opted in for a lead magnet that you're offering or they've signed up for something. And so they've given you permission to email them. Now, I know that there's a lot of chatter uh, out there in the community about doing cold email marketing. Um, and sometimes cold email marketing can be effective, but you have to be really, really careful about doing email outreach to people who haven't given you permission. Because one of the things that I talk about in my book is your reputation, right? Yeah. So your reputation has to be guarded. And just like you and I have a reputation personally as an individual, the domain that we send our emails from has a reputation as well. And so Microsoft, Google, and Yahoo, they look at that. And if you do cold email marketing and a bunch of people mark you as spam, mm -hmm. guess what happens to your reputation? It Both tanks, yeah. right? Yeah. And as we all know, going back to our school days, if you get Fs on quizzes and tests and papers, how hard is that to get that back up even to a C or even to an A level, right? And yeah. it's the same with your reputation. If your reputation has a very bad rating with the mailbox providers, it takes a lot of work to get that brought up to be in good standing with them. Yeah. So like uh, keeping your reputation and everything, like what is the best source of like a, I'll say like a traffic you use in order to get them opting in, like a, who's be like a warm email list? Sure. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can grow and build your list, right? Um, and it depends on the type of business that you have. So if you're mostly an online type of business, obviously, I recommend that you direct traffic to your website. 
So if you are doing social media posts or paid social media ads or pay-per-click ads, or maybe you've got a YouTube channel where you're doing a lot of YouTube videos, you can use those assets and you can drive traffic to your website by offering a lead magnet for them to request. So, you know, maybe it's a checklist, maybe it's a video series. Um, nowadays, people love interactive quizzes. And yeah. so you can offer all of these things on your website. When people opt in for that, now they come onto your list. Now you can email them with you know, information about your company, have a really stellar welcome sequence, um, get them to know, like, and trust you. And then you can start making your sales pitches to them. Yeah. And so like you can do either like a free marketing or you can do like a paid marketing is totally up to you. Like you can start a YouTube, you can do blog or like you do social media, like a TikTok and YouTube yeah. short, and then direct them to in order to like a probably PDF, checklist, quizzes, things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, exactly. Yeah, like and, and, and even, you know, this is one media that a lot of people don't think about to help grow your list, but especially if you are a local business, but I yeah. mean, this can work for national businesses as well, is direct mail. Mm -hmm. So sending out letters, sending out postcards, driving traffic to your website to then get them to opt in, that can be an amazing way to get people on your list because there's many days that I go to my post office box and it's empty. Yeah. And if somebody had sent me a letter or a postcard, I'll at least look at it and maybe be interested and opt in for whatever it is that, that you're offering to me. Mm. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it as well. Yeah, a lot of people don't do that anymore, right? <laughs> like right. like uh, doing like a online way. So after like someone opted in, and a lot of people get stuck there. Like they collect a lot of lists. I worked mm -hmm. here previously, we are a marketing agency. A lot of people got thousands of thousands of customers. They got a bunch of emails and they don't know how to sell to them again or like yeah. ask them something in return. And that's like an interesting part. Like they don't have that kind of setup, like the software or like they have an email sequence. So after mm -hmm. collecting their email list, what they need to do in order to like have a communication, building a report or like building the brand. Yeah. Great question. And, you know, you're right. Like a lot of people, they have these lists of, all different sizes. You know, it could be a couple yeah. hundred to a couple thousand people on that list. And they're like, what do I do with these people? So I really challenge you to like shift your thinking, change how you're looking at your list and don't look at it as like a bunch of numbers, you know, a, a bunch of email addresses. Look at them as individual people that you want to get to know and you want them to know you and to like you and to trust you. Now, of course, not everybody that's on your list is going to buy from you, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a good relationship with them because they may know somebody who they can refer to you, right? And so if you look at your list as how can I build a relationship with them, that can really inform your entire email marketing strategy, which ultimately helps you get your emails into the inbox, right? So if you've got a list, you want it to, especially as you're building your list, start regularly communicating with the people that are signing up. And by regular, I mean at least one time a week. I've got people that I talk to every single week and they're like, oh, I haven't emailed my list for six months. Or I don't know if I can, if I have enough to say to people every single week. 
the emails don't have to be long. They can be short and they don't even necessarily have to be directly related to your business. People love stories. They want to get to know you as the business owner. And so if you can um, write things and send them things that, you know, kind of share about you, your life, your experience, maybe if you can tie it to your business, that's great. And then, of course, if you can tie it to them, that starts to build that no like and trust factor. But weekly communication is really important because as I talk about in chapter one of the book, engagement is the most important thing when it comes to getting your emails delivered, right? And yeah. the, the more opportunities somebody has to engage with your email, so they open it, they read it, they click on the links, they you know forward it to other people, the more opportunities people have to do that, guess what? Your engagement score goes up. And yeah. Microsoft, Google, and Yahoo, they look very heavily at engagement. And if you've got somebody who's not engaging with your emails, that plummets your email health score. So what, how many times is the best for like someone to email their list, like a weekly or monthly, you say? Yeah. So most people that I talk to, they are afraid that they're going to offend their list by emailing too frequently. Mm -hmm. And so even when I talk to people, they're like, oh, I, I don't know if I can email them once a week. I'm not even sure I can email them once a month. Won't they get tired of hearing from me? And the answer is maybe, right? If you're constantly bombarding them with offers, like yeah. buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, nobody wants to get that. Whether it's once a week, once a month, or you know, two or three times a year. If that's the only thing that you're emailing your list with, they're going to tune out really quickly. But if you're, again, if you're looking at relationship building as the primary purpose of your list and you're sending them things of value, if you're sharing stories, if you're inviting them into, you know, your life, your business and, you know, say, sharing how this can help them, then guess what? They're going to look forward to getting your emails. If you're providing practical tips, things that are going to help them in their life and their business, they're going to want to get that. And they, they won't mind if you show up every single week or every single month. Yeah. And then like after like building a relationship and everything, when is best time to ask for like a certain things? Like how often would you ask someone to buy your course or like your services? Sure. It really varies with the industry and with your particular list, right? So, um, you know, for example, um, if somebody opts in for your lead magnet, typically I recommend having three to five emails as part of that series after they opt in. And maybe on that third or that fifth email, that might be the time where you make your offer. Hey, I've got this course that I would like for you to purchase or whatever that the case may be. Um when they drop into a nurture sequence, I typically recommend that maybe one out of every five to six emails could be something where you're actively promoting uh, something that you would like for them to buy. Um, again, it, you're going to need to test that with your list. Some lists, maybe it's more appropriate once every two months. Maybe other lists, you could get by with it with one every you know three or four emails. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Scott, we're coming to the end of this podcast. It's been a great pleasure having you on the show and I learned a few things from you as well. So sure. what's the best place to find your book and learning more about you? 
Yeah. So the uh, the best place to get my book is there on uh, my background, hittheinboxbook.com. And the uh, book, it's a 76-page book. It's a very quick read. Um, you can read it in an afternoon and start applying the principles. Um, it's only $7 for the digital copy. Um, so it's affordable for every small business owner. In addition, when you actually go to get the book, I've got two bonuses that I'm giving with that. So the book itself is going to help you get your emails landing in the inbox. Once they're in the inbox, what do we need to have happen? They need to be opened, right? Yeah. So the first bonus that I'm giving is 143 attention-grabbing subject lines. And so those are subject lines that have been proven to work that you can model for your own emails. Once somebody opens the email, now what do we need to do? We need them to read it and take action. And so the second bonus that I'm giving is my marketing messaging checklist. And it gives you a list of everything that you need to have in your emails in order for your reader to take your desired action. And so for seven bucks, basically you get email marketing in a box. Uh, everything that you really need to run profitable email marketing campaigns. So hit the inboxbook.com and uh, would look forward to, uh, you know, to interacting with people there. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So Scott, thank you so much again for coming to this show. And yeah, I wish you best of luck with your business, your personal life. I hope you have a wonderful day ahead. Thanks. Thank you, Rachel. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you got some value from it. I'm probably going to take some action and create your email business. And yeah, if you want to reach out to Scott, you can do that visiting his website or also you can get the book and get your free stuff as well. So until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.